We want to talk about faith. That's where we've been. We've been talking about faith of those who had gone on before, of the Old Testament saints in Hebrews 11, that hall of faith. And we come tonight to, to look at this man called Enoch and his testimony that he leaves. I want you to see Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. It says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. It was not found because God had taken him. Before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Did you hear that testimony that was given? It said that it, this was said of Enoch. This was his testimony that he pleased God. How much simpler could you get in a description, in a testimony? How much simpler, but how much more powerful could we get to think of a life that simply pleased God? Now, last week we talked some about Abel. And I said to you then that Abel is one of those guys that I probably wouldn't have naturally thought about when I was thinking about the Hall of Faith. You know, if if I were writing some exposition and I was supposed to be listing all the heroes of the Old Testament, Abel probably would not have been the person I would have thought about. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure Enoch was the guy that I would have thought about. I'm not sure I would have told you about Enoch if I were to describe all the Old Testament heroes. I probably would have talked about people like Moses or Noah. I might have talked about Abraham. I might have talked about all kinds of folks. But Enoch, he's just one of those guys that flies under the radar, if you will, of the Old Testament. He's mentioned, we see something about him, but we're, but he probably wouldn't be the guy that we would think about when we're thinking of the Hall of Faith. But that's the reason, again, I'm proud that Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, following the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote these folks down to remind us that we don't always have to be in the limelight to please God. As a matter of fact, it's often when you're just kind of in the background, living a life of faith, that God is pleased with us. I want you to see two things tonight as we look through this passage. One is this. A testimony of faith is required by God. A testimony of faith is required by God. If we're really going to please God, what do we have to do? Demonstrate faith. Demonstrate faith. Demonstrate trust. It says here that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is the principle, that faith is the key to pleasing God. Faith is what God wants for us. Now, faith is what? Well, it was described for us in verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's this confidence. It's this assurance, this belief and absolute trust that we believe God is going to take care of things and that God is leading us and that God will fulfill his promises in our lives. That is faith that is trust. And that's what God wants for us every day of our lives. It's a constant walk with him. Actually, I want you to go back, if you will. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. I think it helps us to put it in context here. Genesis 5. And notice where Enoch is mentioned. Genesis 5. Let's look at uh, verse 22. Genesis 5, 22, it says, After he begot Methuselah, 
Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse 24, look at the description that's given here. And Enoch, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He walked with God. That's his description here. That is what it says. And even verse 22, Enoch walked with God 300. He walked with God. This idea of walk is the idea of communion, fellowship. It's the idea of of just enjoying every day with God. Every day. You know, I'm reminded constantly that our relationship with God is something that is a daily lifestyle. It's a daily work and daily walk in our lives. Right? It's not just, okay, I've had faith, and and that was good enough. God requires faith each day. And faith should be a part of our daily fellowship and our daily communion with God. Now, I understand that at the moment of salvation, you had faith, right? You with me tonight? You right? At the moment of salvation, you come and you say, I give my heart, I give my life, I trust God, I place my confidence in Him, I have faith that He will save me. That's what you say when you're saved. That is the expression, at least, of your heart, that you have believed and that you have trusted. But that is not the last time you should demonstrate faith in your life. That's just the initial step. That is just the place where you come into the relationship with God. After that, God wants to build faith in your life each day. He wants you literally, like Enoch, to walk with him, to experience communion and fellowship and and just walk with him through faith. And every day can be a faith adventure. Every day should be a faith adventure. Every day we have to get up and we have to again say, God, we trust you for this day. God, we trust you for what you're going to do in our lives. You see, the initial faith, that wasn't all you wanted from us. You wanted us to live by faith daily. You wanted us to walk with you. And here's Enoch who is walking with God, who is expressing faith daily in his decisions, in his activities. He is trusting God. Now, it is so easy for us to get up in the morning, get busy with all the things going on. Um, Some of you, you, you know it's what it's like for your children to go to school. Some of you, you know what it's like for you to go to school. Some of you, you know what it's like for all of the hustle and bustle in the morning. Look, we thought life was busy until we had four children. And just the busy, all the things going on. I mean, just trying to get peanut butter out of people's hair and trying to, you know, get get clothes arranged and get the wrong clothes that they put on off and the right ones on and all that kind you know it's hard to have faith on days like that it's hard to think about faith on days like that but god wants us to be conscious each and every day of the trust and the faith that we ought to have in him in our walk in our lifestyle enoch walked with god It was by faith that he pleased God. It's by faith that we, if we're going to please him tomorrow, when we walk out the door, it is only going to be through faith. And may I say this to you? 
Not everybody may recognize that faith, but that's okay. Because you're not trying to please people that you're walking into work with or you're walking into school with. Ultimately, what is our goal? To please God. Enoch, again, had just a quiet faith. He wasn't one to part the seas like Moses. He wasn't one to build the ark like Noah. He he wasn't one to begin a nation like Abraham. But in Hebrews 11, he is noted as a champion of faith because he simply walked with God every day. And I say to you and I say to me, we, we may not part the seas tomorrow. We may not build an ark this week for the great flood. We may not build a nation in and of ourselves. But if we live a life of faith, God takes notice and he is pleased. So many live a life of faith daily. So many live it quietly, kind of like Enoch. They're not necessarily these people that would be in the forefront, but they are people of faith. Some of you were here this last week when I spoke to our senior adults and talked about ministry that I thought even senior adults had, continue to have. I used the example of my grandmother. And I said in the years to come, you'll hear about a lot about my grandmother. She stood about that tall. I loved her. She was about the only person I could look down on. She was about that tall. But even though she stood that tall physically, she was so much taller spiritually in my life and investing in my life. The godliness that she portrayed, I told our senior adults on Tuesday, again, she wasn't one that would have um, drawn all the big headlines from the papers. When her obituary was written, it wasn't that it would be noticed by many people. She was just a quiet, steady, faithful, consistent woman who poured her life into her children and her grandchildren who lived a life of faith each day. As she got older, you would walk into the house, 95 degrees in the house. You would go into the house and bask in the heat. And you would hear her listening to Channel 53. Some of you probably never heard of TV 53, have you? TV 53 out of Boonville, Mississippi. And they had local talent on every hour on the hour. I said local talent, local people. They would worship. They would sing. You would hear it. You could almost hear it in the yard when you pulled up just to hear the sing. She listened to preachers. She would worship. She would sing. She was just right there in that little place. I, I mentioned again to the senior adults that, that my grandmother never could drive. She never had a driver's license. Well, she drove, but she never had a driver's license. Never had one. And when my grandfather passed away, he right before he died, he went and bought a brand new truck. He always bought these blue Fords, sky blue Fords, the same kind of truck every time. He had 20 years apart, but it looked just like it did almost 20 years before. 
had an AM radio on it. That was it because you didn't need all that other stuff, he said, in life and all the other things. It just was just that truck. So he, he bought it for her before he died because he wanted to make sure that she could go to church if she wanted to go to church. So she lived one mile from the church, Birmingham Ridge Baptist, and every Sunday morning she would get up. Even though my mom had asked her to go or whatever, she would get up. She would go out to that truck. She would take her catalogs and other things to sit underneath her so she could see over the dash. And she would drive one mile to Birmingham Ridge Church. She would drive one mile back. I remember that a few years ago they were looking at that truck. And basically it didn't have more than what? About 104 miles on it for the year because it was just down and back. I'm sure you've never heard the name Elaine Hamlin. I'm sure you never thought, oh, look at Elaine Hamlin and the faith that she had. You never heard of it here in Ruston. As a matter of fact, if you go up South Tula, there are a lot of people that never heard of Elaine Hamlin and her faith. But I believe God took note, just as he did in Enoch's life, because there was that communion, that daily faith, that daily relationship, that daily activity that God wants in all of our lives. He wants us to be able to experience him. He wants us to get up every day and to think about him. He wants us to enter into our business dealings and think about him. He wants us to go about our family life and think about him. And not just think about him, but trust in him. And whatever we do, are we trusting in him? Because anything we do apart from faith is not pleasing to God. We, we can even do some good things. We might accomplish some good things in life. But notice it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whatever we do, whatever we enter into, somehow it has to be, it has to be an action of faith behind it. We must be trusting Him. It is a daily activity, walking with God, that we get up and we say, God, now today we trust you just, just as we did on our day of salvation. No, what? No, we trust you more today than we did on the day of our salvation because we've experienced you more. We've seen you more. We know your character. We know your actions, and we simply trust you. That's faith. And it says that Enoch pleased God. How? Because he had faith. And a testimony of faith is required to please him. To please him. You think how incredible that is for a moment? That we, that we, in our humanity, and in our frailness, and in our sinfulness, that we could be used by God, and that we could express such faith that he would be pleased with us. I think that is an incredible notion that we could please God in such a way. And that should be the aim of our heart. Because after all, we have been the recipients of grace. We have been saved by grace. He has done a work in our life that none of us in this place deserved. But now he gives us the opportunity to please him. 
I was at, I think it was the Mississippi Baptist Pastors Conference. Dr. Stephen Trammell. Dr. Stephen Trammell, who was the pastor at Florida Boulevard in Baton Rouge, was up there preaching. And I remember that day that Dr. Trammell gave out these little smiley faces to all of the ministers that were there, all of the people that were attending the convention. He gave out these little smiley faces. I took that smiley face, and for the longest, I kept it in one of my Bibles. I just put it in the front so that when I opened it up, it was just a little simple smiley face, but so that when I opened it up, it just reminded me. My goal is to please him, to please God. To bring a smile to his face through faith and through trust. And I can't tell you how many times I was just getting ready to turn to something or see, and I would see that little smiley face. And I'd remember those words of challenge of pleasing God. If our testimony is nothing else when we leave this earth, if our testimony is nothing else but he pleased God or she pleased God, my friends, there's nothing else we could ever imagine that we've pleased him. We've pleased him in our lives. I want you to see that a testimony of faith is required by God. And I believe if you look at this passage, you'll see that a testimony of faith is rewarded by God. It's required by God, but also a testimony of faith is rewarded by God. Notice, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said that you've got to believe that God is, first of all, that he is the one, that he is the one of your life, he's the strength of your life, he's the source of your life, that he is. You believe that, but also you believe that he is the one who rewards those who seek him. That he is the one who brings reward to the faithful. Now, I wrote this down when I was studying this passage. This message has, been, has seemingly been co-opted by people who would say, name it, claim it, this is your reward. And because of that, we are missing the reality of Hebrews eleven six. What do I mean? There are those people today that said, if you have great enough faith, then it's just going to happen. You met some folks, I mean, if you have enough faith, it's going to... If you have enough faith, you're never going to get sick. If you have enough faith, you're never going to have any kind of financial issues. If you got enough faith, you're never going to have to look for a job. If you got enough faith, and you know the way this story goes on. We hear that all the time. And, you know, I hear that, and I just push back from it. I hear it, and I just think to myself, I, I don't want any part of that. I mean, to hear that, that is not necessarily the truth. I mean, we know in the New Testament there are a lot of people of faith who went through difficulties and sufferings. We know that. So I kind of push back from that. But we must be careful that we don't, Throw the baby out with the bathwater. What do I mean by that? Well, certainly, 
Some of these things that we're hearing today are not of the truth. We know that. God's never promised us that we're going to have the easiest life if we come to faith in him. God never said that, did he? He never said that. God never said you wouldn't God never said that you wouldn't have another problem if you just only trusted him and had faith in him. God didn't say that, did he? No, he did not. There are many times that his people will struggle, have sufferings and other things come. But don't forget this. God is a person who rewards his people. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't forget that God is the one who rewards faith and, and, and brings much blessing into our lives. Enoch is an example. The scripture says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He was walking with God and then boom, he was not. Because he was with God. Look at the great reward that Enoch receives. I mean, here he is just in the backgrounds, in the quiet places, demonstrating faith and walking with the Lord and communion with him. He, he's walking along. Let's see, how old is he? Uh, 365 years or so, right? 365 years, he's walking along. I mean, nothing new happens after age 364, okay? So he's not expecting anything at this point. He's not expecting anything to happen. And then, boom, he was not, for he was with God. The great reward. Now, we know that there's another Old Testament hero that was just taken without seeing death. His name was Elijah. And here's Elijah, we remember, taken up in this chariot of fire that God takes him. And, and, and that's an awesome scene. And now we, we're told back in Genesis here that Enoch himself had just skipped death in the process itself, and just was with God. It wasn't as big a fanfare that Elijah will experience later on, but hey, this is pretty good, right? I mean, I'd skip the chariot if I could just walk with him, right? I'm, I'm still walking. I've walked with him all this time, and then boom, there you are walking with him in a different way, in a different dimension, in a different place. Boom, he's just walking with God. He was rewarded. And you've got to believe that when you come to God and you trust in him and you have faith in him, that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. He may not bring you great riches. He may not bring you all of the material things that you think you will. He could. God, in his own way, could do anything that he wanted to do. He may not do that, but just know this is a God you can trust and a God that will reward you even if it is in eternity itself. God is one who rewards those who seek him. And that is the faith and the trust that we have in him, is that we know that one day there is a reward for all of us who have believed and trust, trusted in him. Isn't that one of the things that we hang our hats on? Isn't that one of the reasons we keep going? Isn't that one of the reasons we keep preaching and we keep teaching and we keep living in faith is because we believe, God, that there is something greater for his children than this world. That is the reward. 
And he says, that's the faith. You've got a faith is required. That testimony of faith is required to please God. But a testimony of faith is going to be rewarded by God. We've got to believe in our lives as we trust him that he will bring his reward in his own way and in his own time. Now let me stop as we get ready to close tonight. Let me just say this. I don't think I've ever noted this before. I mean, I've studied this passage. I've looked at it. I was telling Leslie on the drive over here tonight that I don't think I've ever noted this. But here in verse 5, you have the example of Enoch cited for us. Enoch, who was not found because God had taken him. We celebrate that. Tremendous work of God. But just last week, in verse 4, we were talking about Abel. Abel, who was the victim of a cruel crime. Abel, who was murdered. I don't know if I've ever noted the connection between verse 4 and verse 5 ever before. Verse 4, it says that basically Abel was murdered, but yet through his death he still speaks. Verse 5, Enoch says, it says of Enoch, he did not see death. What's the difference in those two? Was Enoch more faithful in that sense than Abel? I don't really believe so. I, both are cited as clear examples of faith. So as I've tried to work through this and think about these two characters that the writer of Hebrews under the inspiration of the Spirit would put together here, Abel and Enoch, these two together, I've come, come to realize that no matter which way God takes us, or no matter what God allows us to experience this side of heaven. There is still reward for his people. And even Abel, I have to believe, received a reward. It was through terrible, it was a, through a terrible act of his brother that he saw death. But I believe God had something prepared for Abel. Enoch, in God's sovereignty and his own will, he just called Enoch home. And look, I thought about these two and, and I thought about us today. And I've been around now in ministry in different places to where I've seen some people that God has taken pretty quickly. God's just called home. It was as though they didn't have to go through any difficulty in their life or any physical. They just, God called them home. I've seen other people have tremendous issues as they faced those last days of their lives. I've seen people go through so many difficulties and so much. And sometimes you look and you say, God, why in the world? then I'm reminded 
that God has the reward, has reward for both who have had faith. And some of us, it's much more difficult maybe for us to get there, to get through this process of death. For some, it may be easy. But my friends, when we get to the other side, it is blessed reward that he has for his people. He has for his children. Faith says that we believe in who he is and that we believe he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. No matter what we face, no matter what we sense here or see here, he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And one of these days, One of these days, those of us who have had faith and trusted and who have have sought him, who have longed to see him face to face, the promise of Scripture is we will see him. We believe it, we trust it, and we long for it in our hearts and in our lives. But as we go about our business tomorrow, as we go about our business on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, this week, will we be people that just will please God because we are trusting Him, because we've had faith in Him and His will for our lives.